Justin's phone is blowing up, guys. It's my boss. Oh. Uh, Just tell him weekends are for the bros. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, it's good news. It, I, you know, I skimmed it, and I'm not very good at reading. Aaron will attest to that. But I think my boss's. It looks like my boss's sister-in-law might be looking to adopt a dog. Ooh. And might be looking to get little worm butt, little Hugh. 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 Worm butt. Worm butt. He had worms. Yeah. I, I listened to that episode. Yeah, I heard yeah. that one previously and, and on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, so he might be going to them, and which is awesome because they're super, super nice people. They're uh, My boss is, you know, amazing with dogs. So being that close to the source of, you know, knowledge and training. For this dog moving on rather than adopting a dog out and not knowing where it goes or whatever. But we're also going to be adopting out our uh, next dog today. She'll be going home. A little bit. Oh, the, yeah. It went yeah. good. It went oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You told me it went good. Yeah. So then you're going to, you are you had what, four? And now you're down to two? Yes. Which will be, well, I'll be down to three after tonight and hopefully this other one will go yeah. maybe in the next four. year. And the two are, the two left are keepers. Yeah. yeah. They're staying forever. But then are you going to, is there going to be more? Oh, yeah. It never stops. Yeah. You know, you, you have the two kids and you're like, oh, what's one more? There, It's a big I, difference. It's just a big, there's, it's crazy. That See, one more. I, I don't know how you decided to go. Once you're outmanned, that seems like it's when you're in trouble. Outmanned? Oh, kids and parents, not yeah. men, women. I, I mean. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even, yeah. No. Yeah. Whatever. I'll cut this out. <laughs> no, you won't. No. And here it is on this podcast. Still going. Um, yeah, so I'm really happy to adopt out another one because she, like the family, immediately the dad was just like, his energy is just right. And it's very much what I'm looking for with the next, like all these families. Like, do they understand? Are they interested in learning about how to dog relate and understand like, this is really what your dog is trying to tell you rather than, sit, stay, get down, or whatever. It's more of, how are you feeling? Hmm. You know? It's very, very zen and, and granola. It's great. I love it. Well, this is the place for that. I mean, you've picked, if you're going to be zen and granola, <laughs> you want to do it in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, please tell me you have something. Oh, shit. Um, Wait, see. did you guys see the Spider-Man movie yet? No. no I, oh, it's so dope. I keep on meaning to go. And then I haven't yet. You should go see it. It's really good. Everybody listening, go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. See, that's what, because we were at the... Um, Holiday party. No. Charissa's party. Yes. And Taman was telling me it was the best animated movie he's ever seen. Would you agree? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's not as emotionally gut-wrenching as some of the Pixar movies have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it really depends on your perspective. I feel like if you were especially because it's a Miles Morales story, if you were someone who has not felt represented mm-hmm. by animated movies a lot in the past, oh. you could go to this movie and just have your mind blown. And I think there's a lot of little kids who are going to see this movie and are going to see themselves in it in a way that they have never seen themselves in a movie before. Before, And that seems like the, the biggest deal. Yeah. But it also is just really, really good. Like it's going to, it works kind of for everybody. Nice. I feel like I'm going to see myself a lot in Spider-Ham. <laughs> yeah, you might. But also Peter Parker uh, in this movie is a great version of Peter Parker because it's like kind of old man Peter Parker, mm-hmm. like like Peter Parker who's got a little bit of a belly and he's like over it. 
Just jaded Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. but because, I mean, we've seen the Peter Parker origin story so many times. Yeah. Uh, and so this is a fun new version that is unlike what, what has been presented in the past. And I'm trying to remember from the trailers I've seen, does it, because it, it crosses different styles of animation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there, it's like technologically groundbreaking in that way that there's a lot of work that they put into making it feel like the primary animation style the one that's kind of because every little version of spider-man has like their own yep. animated animation style but so miles morales his style is very comic booky it's very true to like the medium of comic books and so that is kind of the coolest part to me is that they've they they do like these uh you know in a comic you have splash pages mm-hmm. where the image fills up the whole page and they will do that in the movie where it suddenly will just kind of stop for a couple frames and it's like they've hand painted a, a moment in an action sequence and they kind of hit you with it. Um, and, mm. and they do a bunch of interesting work on like the way that it's cell shaded um, to make it feel more comic booky, but still, you know, it still feels like 3d. And yeah. Would you say it's like when they do like a, like a slow motion, right? As like a, like a punch lands, like that type of thing. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like you're jumping and something explodes behind you. And for that moment, you know, they'll kind of pause time. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I like the way he's explaining. The movie. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's very descriptive. And I feel like if I watched that, I would get back onto one of my illustration kicks where it's like, I, I got to go draw something. Yeah. I'm feeling so inspired. I saw someone say, some reviewer say that the, the thing that, that really is going to come out of this movie is that there is a, a whole, generation of cartoonists and illustrators mm-hmm. and animators that are going to that are going to have been inspired by this movie in particular whether or not they're seeing it right now mm-hmm. or seeing it you know on Netflix 10 years from now or wherever you know there's people who are going to be so inspired by just the amazing cool look of this mm-hmm. yeah I'm feeling inspired I want to go watch it right now yeah let's so wrap pod- this thing up let's go. Over, guys. <laughs> we're all going to Spider-Man go see Spider-Man I heard Dude. Bumblebee is good too. Really? Yeah. I just I that's surprising. Yeah, I. You know, everybody loves John Cena. I just he in it. Yeah, he's, he's the like the military general. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think he's a love interest. It's just oh, we should have <laughs> father figure or something. Him and Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> the world be. you never thought was possible. Yeah. Or him in the car. That I could see. Yeah. Yes. You know, we don't know uh, what gets Bumblebee's gears gears are going. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, that's what that's, I'm that's what you mean. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Robot dick. Yes. Just bringing it back down to super burly bros levels. <laughs> saying it. Just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> I'll check my phone one more time. Aaron doesn't want to talk about warp tour. You never went to warp tour, I, did you? No, I, I, I went to warp tour. I took this he little took, fucker to warp tour a couple times. Yeah, oh. he took me to the first warp tour. Oh. So I'll talk about Warp Tour too. I don't know. Well, why I didn't you know just... if you were just over it because it feels like it might already be old news since it was coming out last week or whatever. That well, Kevin it's... Lyman's doing another like East Coast, West Coast, and then yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Why, why the fuck Ohio? Ohio? Well, I guess Ohio feels kind of central, so maybe it'll the really hardcore people from all over the Midwest will just come to Ohio. It's yeah. like, but I feel like that's what Chicago is. Yeah, Illinois. Well, like I you feel would that... feel that being in Minnesota. You know, you. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I think it's that Ohio is like the furthest into like the flyover states that you can get, but still be really on the East Coast that you have like short drives and shit. Okay. Yeah. 
Because like, so I, I'm not, I'm kind of catching up with this. I know that they're doing the skipping the flyover states thing, mm-hmm. but is it because of legitimately low ticket sales? Did it feel the last time that you guys went that it, it was not as I haven't gone since vibrant. 2013. Oh, so you did yeah. this. It's your fault. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was probably just an aging demographic and, you know, filling that void has become harder and harder with people being more concerned with not really going to shows. Maybe they're just like streaming things and they're like, I would rather sit at home. Well, I feel like there's VR. a whole group of people who like grew up with that kind of music who now have kids. Yeah. Yes. And that's big. the difference is like, I will go to a show like that, like when Aaron comes to town mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, we're going to go do that youthful thing that we used to do. Yeah. But then it's like the rest of the time. Hell no. It's like, we're going to ice our feet, our backs. Right. Yeah. We took the subway to go to that MXPX show yeah. in LA. And David never takes the subway. I've only no, taken the subway test- like a couple mm. other times. Yeah. The last time I made my wife go on the subway in LA after that, because I was like, it was so convenient. It and, is. And kind of fun. Like it actually, it go, it went right where we needed to go. And she hated it so much because the, the and it was a, a different experience because the subway, the, the train car thing stopped in the middle of the tunnel oh, no. for like 25 minutes and they were just like hey so it's not that this one's broken it's that the one two in front of us is broken and so there's <laughs> like literally nothing that we could do about it because we just like we have to just we're wait just for those up. guys to figure it out and so we we're just sitting there for a very long time yeah that would have been more frustrating yeah. mm. i i thought it was amazing that in the size of a town that LA is that cause we took it. It was a Saturday night, yeah. Friday night, Saturday and regular days on the, like the green line here was, would be way busier than the Los Angeles subway. We also took it when I went with Marin and we took it on a day that they were doing a, like a protest March downtown. Oh, okay. And so there was just a lot of, there were way, way, way more people on it as well. Oh, okay. So I think we just kind of hit it on a, a lucky night, you and I. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't so bad. I've been on it once. And? And <laughs> I don't remember, like, what my thoughts were. It was were a totally on. fine experience. I mean, I think Nothing the overall... happened. <laughs> and we're all grateful <laughs> yeah, we know about that. I mean, it's definitely... Uh, Repressing some memories here, I think. Well, no, it was... Uh, I couldn't imagine being stuck underground because we took you don't this tunnel take, that, uh, yeah. I think, down in Louisiana or Mississippi that went, oh, under, went under, under a, a lake, lake or something, and I, like, freaked out for about three minutes. Like, or, I like, when just, we drive through the Rockies and go through the middle of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I will probably never ride in, in the Hyperloop or that whatever that tunnel is. Yeah, that tunnel. Uh, uh, that Elon's building. Yeah. yeah, so he was going to build a tunnel essentially from my house to LAX, which is like the most difficult jo- uh, drive I regularly do. Mm-hmm. And then rich people in Beverly Hills like put the kibosh on the whole thing. So now he's not going to, and I'm very upset. Why uh, would they do that, though? Or is it just, did they reroute it no, to so help them more? No, they're, he, he's just not doing that tunnel. Oh, uh, that was going to be kind of a longer test tunnel for this technology. Mm-hmm. And the idea was, you know, the, the the way that they're boring these tunnels is innovative in some way that I don't is understand. Is that why it's boring company? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're just catching. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's well, why. I didn't. Yeah. Come on. Jeez. I mean, I really so, know about it. So, 
instead he has like a contract the boring company has a contract with uh, with chicago with the city of chicago to do a bunch of tunnels there mm-hmm. so that's going to be like the next big test because whatever their technology is is way cheaper mm-hmm. um but the implication is maybe that it's because they are i don't know cutting corners in some way but they're not oh, okay. doing it in the usual way that would cost billions of dollars yeah and so the people who owned the land above the tunnel <laughs> That he wanted to build mm-hmm. up and down the 405 yeah. in LA. They were like, uh, how about you do that test somewhere besides like right underneath the most expensive real estate? In <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, like they wanted more environmental impact studies and things like oh, okay. that. So hopefully we could get that done after some studies. They No, they're like, we're like, not going to do it because you guys... We're a buzzkill was uh, sort of that was the the gist of their press release. We're gonna go uh, where someone just doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> well, that's that's ridiculous because the traffic is so terrible there. Well, if you look at it from the point of view of the critics of this, and because they're like they're right, this is not really a transit project so much as it is an underground highway mm-hmm. because it's like you need to drive a car into the tunnel as currently envisioned. They mm-hmm. were gonna have other bigger like more like subway cars but that part of the plan is kind of on hold right now so it really would just be for rich people driving like their tesla into a special tesla only tunnel (laughs) that seems like right up the beverly hills crowd except it wasn't going from beverly hills it was going underneath beverly hills so they weren't getting you needed to like let them wet their beak i think oh okay (laughs) (laughs) wet their beak Sorry, it gets me. Yeah. That is, it's been a while since I've heard that term. Yeah. Mm. I just think of a little bird. He's <laughs> taking another sip. Taking <laughs> a little sip. That but back transit to the, project. Back to the warp tour. Oh, yeah. That's how we got here. <laughs> um, no, I think there's a lot of reasons for and against warp tour that, because like the warp tour is great in that when you live in a flyover state and, you know, you get skipped by a lot of tours. Just it's just because of routing of, you know, the bands don't make up their their route most of the time. But, you know, you have a time when like all these bands will be there. You only see them for half an hour. But, you know, right. But you can say you saw that band. Yeah. And so you get to take one day and go and see you know every band that you've been wanting to see for, you know, whatever time. But then it, there's also like. It sucks for anyone else trying to tour if they're not on Warp Tour during the entire summer. Because everyone's just like, oh, I'm just saving up. I'm just going to go to Warp Tour. And that's what I'm going to spend my money on. That's true. I think the tickets were about like 65, 50. 50 yeah. 50, service charges and stuff. Days. So, and then you had to try and figure out how to work that. But it's still probably going to be just as expensive. It's not, yeah. you know, you just get a little more time to save between and see other shows. Yeah. And then there's also all the issues of, pop punk people who are taking advantage of women and stuff at all the after parties mm. each night, which was like, not cool. <laughs> Don't do that. I think, cause I feel like that's what a big thing was causing them to be like, but that's, I mean, <laughs> it's not, a, that's not a Midwestern problem. I mean, it certainly yeah. happens in the Midwest. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. the, if they're still doing the warp tour, yeah, it seems like they have not really solved anything if they're just doing it on the two coasts. Yeah. Right. They're like, we'll just do this really quick and maybe nothing will happen. I'm I'm guessing I don't think it was a, an attendance issue, but I think just the logistics of doing the warp tour 
is not as profitable as it used to be. Yeah. Maybe. And so it's like, let's just do two dates on either coast where we know it's easy to plan and yeah. don't have to get a bunch of shit for it or whatever. I, I just wonder how the, the logistics will work with when you're on a cross country tour, you have all your semis and all your gear and you just drive, you just go, but here you're going to have to essentially do that, but you're going to separate it into the three stops unless you send some special stuff out and send it back for the Ohio date. Cause you just have to rent all the semis on yeah. like, both coasts rather than start here and it just travels with it. And then you end. This also feels like an opportunity for someone to step in because it's not like the bands really benefit from this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be sitting there on look, whatever the nights or the days that they would have been playing the warp tour mm-hmm. in the Midwest, uh, that they're not going to be now. What, what are they? So there needs to be a bigger or like the next warp tour. Someone someone could kind of step in and do their own thing. I think Elon Musk could, uh, could fill that for you guys. (laughs) You're saying we should take this on. I don't think this should be a traveling show. (laughs) I mean, we, we, you know, we've talked about going to New York, but you know, this is the trial of that, you know, see how it really does work with another person. And we've tried moving from one location, Dustin's house over to my house. Now from a basement up to the kitchen. And then we brought in a guest. So we're trying some things out. I think a multi-state national tour is still a little bit. Yeah, I guess that is a logistical step up. Yeah. I was just thinking about, this is a random tangent, but I've been on only a couple podcasts before. But the very first podcast that I ever was on, uh, when I worked on the show Battlestar Galactica, I was the writer's assistant and every episode of that show, the creator Ron Moore would do sort of his behind the scenes thing. Like he, he would discuss the episode and mm-hmm. the influences of it and the production and the writing and everything. And for the series finale, all of the writers went on like this retreat to, to figure out the last couple episodes of the finale. And on the last day of this retreat, I was there to take notes basically um, and to, to like get groceries and on the last day they did this special finale like all of us together episode of this of his little podcast mm-hmm. it was the only time that all the writers were there for it and i was just happened to be there because i was you know i was like in the room listening yeah and then at the very end he asked me a question i was like holy crap <laughs> i'm gonna be I, I listened to every single episode of this podcast before i even started working there and then and then after the fact it was like this insane moment for me. And then he was like, oh, damn. And we're like, what do you mean? Oh, damn. And he's like, oh, I guess I didn't press record. <laughs> so we all sat there and like had, it was like an hour and a half of discussion about like everyone's favorite memories of making the show and like what your favorite episode was and why and like all these personal stories. And then at the end it was like, oh, I guess that was just for us. Just some like special oh. memories for us. That's my fear every week <laughs> Like to, you know, just when I was setting up here, I was like, well, we've never done it up here. I don't know what it'll like, what will happen. Yeah. So it's just always the having to have like a third mic and, mm-hmm. but no, that's, that's quite unfortunate. But I, I assume that the other one, the other podcasts you've been on were enjoyable and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They were all more like just television okay. stuff. So yeah. did you expect to have more questions about the biz? No, no. Okay. I, I, as a frequent listener of this podcast, I, I knew what to expect. <laughs> okay, good. So I, I, I've been holding back. 
<gasps> I get one out. Are we waiting on a fart or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to ask a, a question, but I, I just. Uh, it. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's so okay. Yeah, that's fine. Kind of because off. I don't want to just cut someone off to, yeah. you know, because I think that's just rude. Oh. My two-year-old calls butterflies butterfly flies, by the way. <laughs> just thinking about that as you're making a little butterfly <laughs> gesture with your hand. Butterfly fly. Butterfly fly. What, what's it like to fly with three kids? Oh, uh, well, so my experience traveling is uh, it's, it's, it's very, I have two disparate experiences because I go, I travel for work which is like you're flying by yourself and like someone's going to pick you up from the airport and you're going to like be taken care of and yeah. they're going to give you cocktails and things. And then you're flying with my kids. Nobody, nobody is helping. <laughs> There's no, it's, you just turn over. It's like anybody, anybody at all, please. But it actually is not that bad because the, the trick is you just have to teach kids to want to use iPads more than you ever let them. And then when you're on the airplane, it's like, now you can use it. Like they've been spending their entire lives wishing that they got to use iPads more mm-hmm. and, and they're, we're withholding. Uh, and now it's like you get on the plane, you're like, dude, you got four hours, just go nuts. So you do that as a parent, then you, for, you know, the new kids growing up, you're like, you're getting this much on screen time trying to yeah, I mean, limit that a lot, lot of. Or? I feel like contradictory information about screen time for kids where some people are like, it's terrible and it'll melt their brains. Some people are like, it's actually not that bad. And I'm like, I know that my brain feels like it's melting after I watch, uh, you know, if I'm in my phone for too long or watch TV for too long or Mm -hmm. video game or whatever. But so we try to just be like, Hey, we can tell when you've had too much because you start acting like a maniac. (laughs) And so, Let's just cut it off before that. Let's like learn from past us's mistakes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to, to be raising kids with all these just technologies, just everything coming out so quickly. And yeah. And yeah. also they have no idea about like scarcity of entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, when of we, being bored. Yeah. Being <laughs> bored. Like when Aaron and I were growing up, we had essentially three TV stations that we could watch yeah. and like depending on the weather. Like there were days when it's just like, no, sorry, there's a cloud over there. Like you're not watching CBS today. Yeah. And <laughs> CBS. PBS will always come in great. PBS came in great. So that's true. All we the time. Uh, but then anything, if it was in the UHF band, oh, you were fucked. Like that was not ever happening. We didn't, we didn't have a local Fox affiliate until we were teenagers. So like, oh, yeah. it just, we couldn't watch Fox. We didn't. Anyway. So my kids though, they're like. I want to watch this specific episode of this specific show. And I'm like, we're flying in the air. Like there's no internet here. You can't, that's not happening. Like Netflix is unavailable to you right now, kid. But now they're smart and they're like, you can download from Netflix. I got my own VPN and you what I want. You should, you need to anticipate me. (laughs) That's, yeah, you remember just going out and playing outside, and now it's just we're gonna sit inside and we're gonna watch hours and hours. I actually wanted to suggest we get those uh, VR things so we can watch movies together. Okay, like an Oculus Go. Thing. Oh yeah, that, yeah. You can watch it and, and it like was, in it the commercials. Very, yeah, it was very um, convincing. Yeah, but then I, well, I feel like that would just be 
too much connection. Do you know, since I already have an Oculus, can he just get an Oculus Go and it works I think so. with my Rift? So I think I don't so, because they're running the same, <laughs> a lot of the same Oculus stuff works on both of them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then yeah, let's do it. Okay. I've already, that, I've already <laughs> invested <laughs> on this. I kind of wanted to get, because I have an Oculus Rift in, in our garage. We have like what I call what? the holodeck. <laughs> Uh, because it's, you know, we clear out space and you can do VR stuff. Yep. And at the same time, I sort of want to get that Oculus Go. So it's like sit inside. Yeah. Don't even have to go out to the garage. The <laughs> uh, first world problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, but I mean, the, the thought that this stuff exists and it's, you know, if you don't use it and try it, like you never get to live out that childhood, like one day. Things are going to be here. Like, yeah, I'm waiting for that, you know, what do you call it? Teleporting. Yeah. Or not teleporting, but the Star Trek beam. Transporter. Yeah. It's teleporting. It's yeah. the same Tele- thing. Telepo- okay. Yeah. I don't know if there yeah, was They're a, just yeah, too different. classy to call it teleporting. Gosh. Well, no, they want to be able to trademark it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, To be able to do that. Like, you just boop, boop. And that would then, be pretty sweet. Yeah. Then we don't have to use cars. But does it destroy your soul? Yes, and for you sure just it does. get. Can I mean, yeah. Then you just get. You just get. Yeah. I and think like, we learned from that Tom Riker clone that that definitely happens. Yeah, I do remember that episode. The Next Generation. There is a Next Generation episode where William Riker <laughs> was uh, accidentally duplicated in a transporter accident, and then they found this guy, this other version of him that had been living on this rock for like I don't know, ten years, fifteen years, or something. But it's because of the transporter that he's evil, yeah. not from the isolation and. Insane. I think it was. I think that there's a part of Will Riker that's just kind of prick, and this mm-hmm. just let it out. That's my theory. Anyway, he comes back on Deep Space Nine and like becomes like a, a what do you call it? A Maquis? Is he a Maquis? He's a Maquis. Oh yeah, I think he's. Yeah. I'm just barely hanging on of like remembering these episodes. Like I I know what happened, but it's probably me like making up memories. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, you should have anticipated some of this. And like, <laughs> I should have known she's on, on your Star Trek. Who's going to bring up this? Uh, but yeah. Um, Teleporting? <laughs> I was looking at the time. Oh. No, but it's... Wait, you think this is enough? <laughs> I was like, this, this, this has been going for an hour. I think we can, yeah. you know, peter off here, but... But go just with the your teleporting thing um even there are like genuinely like really cool experiences even just with the the oculus like i got a game that i, I wish i was playing more still um i got elite dangerous mm. and so you're in like a spaceship and you can go anywhere in the universe or not the universe the galaxy they made a scale version of the galaxy that You've so, seen you've seen Dark Mirror, right? Or that's Black what, Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was like It's the, yeah, basically like that where and so you're in your ship and you can move your head and look all around and like if you look over here like a display comes up and if you look over here a display comes up and you can like do all this stuff and it's just the scale like being out in space and then like oh shit. Do you guys know about the void? Do you have that anywhere around here? It's a it's a company that does 
VR installations, uh, and they have a Star Wars one and a Ghostbusters one and oh, a Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet one and some original. Oh, this stuff. where they're like full scale ones, so you can run around and they have like yeah. props set up that right. mirror so it's, the stuff. You go in with like a group of four people, and you each have essentially a reworked Oculus uh, Rift headset, but then the computer is in a backpack, so you are completely untethered. There's a computer with a battery um, that's driving the the headset. So the, I've done the Star Wars one twice, and it, the really amazing thing about it is it also has, I forget the company that makes it, but they have those hand tracking things. Uh, there's one installed on the front of the headset. So you can lift up your hands and like move around your fingers and see them in VR and then look around and see your friends and they're lifting up their hands and looking at them. And like, and like you can actually see the dexterity of your yes, fingers. Yes, exactly. But okay. then you'll walk through... You know, you'll walk through a doorway and like just the edge of the door frame, like a sort of instinctive thing you might do as a, as a human being is like reach out and touch something as you're passing it. Mm-hmm. And in normal VR, that's one of the disconcerting things because you reach out and there's nothing there. I almost fell over once from that. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so in this case, you reach out and it's, there's a real door and it's like your fingers in VR are touching it and your real fingers in real life. Is- oh, my God, it's crazy. <laughs> but then you go into the next room and there's a fucking Star Wars blaster sitting there and you pick that up and then you pick you can start shooting stormtroopers with it and it's real like it's sitting right where the vr says it's going to be and everything and it's all tracked in vr so they just made every they made like a area out of like cardboard shit i'm sure it's better than that but (laughs) to scale of what you're gonna see but then the incredible thing is because like you're maybe thinking why don't why is does this even need to be in vr why not just have Mm -hmm. why not just walk through it but then you'll walk into a room where it's like you're on the lava planet Mustafar and you're seeing, looking over a huge <laughs> field of, of lava and there's Darth Vader's castle and it's like that feels incredibly real because then they'll like blast you with heat from the lava as you're going over it oh, shit. and they do all these clever things where they make you feel like you're in a really really giant space uh, but you're actually like backtracking through the same set of corridors like three times. <laughs> Wait, so you're walking? Yeah, you is walk. It, is it on a track? So you're just walking or are you? You're walking. There is physical space being used. Yeah. Okay. And they just map things cleverly so that in, you know, they'll have like little boxes set up or whatever. So that you're not just going to wander aimlessly. In. Yeah, no, you. Okay. it's very linearly story driven the way that you walk through it. But then there is moments when like, for instance, you get on an elevator. And, you know, you're like, okay, well, in VR, the elevator's moving. It's clear to you that you're going up or down or wherever. But then if you think about it in real life, what you're actually doing is just exiting back out into the same place that you just were (laughs) and walking back through that. But now it's completely different because they've mapped it with a different set of geometry. And so it feels it's really cool and and clever. And and that sounds like fun. Let's do that. (laughs) Let's let's we got to find one. I don't know if they've. They have one in the Midwest, even. I'm not sure, but but uh, they're opening new ones all the time. Are they going to have... They better have something like that at the Star Wars Disney thing that they're making. I'm not sure, but the, one of them, one of the locations is at uh, Downtown Disney, which is at Disneyland. So it's 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 there. When that when that opens up in L.A., I'm going to be coming. Okay. I'm going to... I Yes, I expected this. Yeah. I need to be... On the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it needs to happen already. Noted. Okay. We can probably work that out. Okay. Thank you. Dustin's just doing some texting. 
I'm I'm actually looking up the void right now to oh. see where the, <laughs> to see locations nearest us. Yeah, and um, maybe Chicago. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, locations. That's not locations. I'm surprised. Maybe they have one in the Mall of America. Maybe. Like yeah. yeah, they have one in Utah. So why wouldn't they have one here? Not that Utah isn't great. Yeah. No, it's nothing. beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a young company. Give them time. Yeah. The Star Wars, the the story of it is a tie-in with Rogue One. Oh, nice. So, like, Cassian Andor talks to you at the beginning of it and, mm-hmm. like, gives you your mission. And then you you basically have to fight Darth Vader at one point. It's really cool. Nice. Can we talk about your... The um, your relation to Cassian Andor. Um, well, it's not. I don't really have a relation with Cassian Andor. There's there's going to be a Star Wars TV show, okay, uh, about Cassian Andor, uh, the character from Rogue One, and that's the kind of job that like comes up, like might come up on my radar. <laughs> And makes Aaron absolutely crazy because I'll tell him, I'm like, hey, I just heard out, you know, there's this show. I could go get a job on it, but I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not working on that show. <laughs> and and it, yeah, it drives me fucking insane. Because of other commitments that you're. Yeah, exactly. Just want to see through. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like that the the writer's room for it is in New York. So oh, it would wow. be a big, it'd be a whole, it'd be a whole deal for us. Yeah, that but, would be a, a big shift. in. But yeah, I already, I have existing commitments already. Uh, and so, it's, but it's just the kind of thing that like, could you really telecommute? Fun. I don't think so. I don't. It's you know, for for being Star Wars, you'd think that they'd be like very yeah future technology. <laughs> but I guess it is a long time ago, so maybe it's yeah. a little backwards. They, actually, you could show up in VR and just be like the in. It'd be like the Jedi Council, where the guys <laughs> just sit sitting in the chair. Like this is what I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Star Wars TV shows, though. I feel I'm like they so have. Happy several more i just hope that they're like halfway decent i I just i just feel that you know you could oversaturate and there would just be things uh yeah i mean the mandalorian one that john favreau Mm -hmm. uh, wrote and they have a bunch of really great directors um like taika waititi who directed thor ragnarok is doing one or two oh that guy's funny as hell yeah they they have and then the guy uh dave filoni who created um Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Yep. He and directed a whole bunch of those episodes. He's directing the live action, a uh, couple of episodes of that as well. And he's like a, about as knowledgeable a Star Wars person as exists. So. I think I'm very optimistic just given the breadth of the universe that there's so many different like types of things of types of stories that could be told depending on like how far through the timeline they go. And that it is something that like they've done so many Star Trek TV shows and those are able to like they really capture it. And that's actually what I told someone at Lucasfilm. We were talking about like what the future of those shows might be. And they were just like, what do you think? I was like, you know how Star Trek works? Like the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars is that, um, you know, this epic scope of Star Wars, obviously, is something that Star Trek can rarely come close to Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know like the more recent jj abrams movies are obviously an attempt to be more like star wars but the thing about star wars when it moves to tv is i think it needs to learn some lessons from star trek and be more about exploration yeah because that's the thing that is so intriguing to me about the star wars universe is that's we we talk about the outer rim and like the core planets and coruscant and all those things Mm -hmm. but like 
galaxy is humongous and there's all these crazy species and like just send a ship off in some random direction and see what happens. And I think just given that the technology used in Star Wars where they can go across the galaxy and I don't know what the time frames they actually use if it's if they're in hyperspace for days or weeks or hours. That's really unclear, I've never known, (laughs) but they're able to do it in a reasonable amount of time that I feel like it allows there to be just a lot of stuff going on because you can just hop over here and be on the other side of the galaxy. And there is a part in uh, Star Wars, A New Hope. I kind of I don't even like calling it that because it's like just Star Wars. But but where Han Solo, when they're on their way to Alderaan, he's like, we should be there about, oh, 2100 hours or something like that. He uses military time. Yeah. And as a kid, I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, oh, it's going to take like fucking 2,100 hours to get there. That's crazy. That's nuts. And then they got there so quick. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Uh, I'm real excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. But I'm so furious that you had to not do that. Maybe the next one. It's just, it's been my dream forever for you to work on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really... Let's just make this clear. Aaron wants to come to the set of Star Wars. Yes. That's what he's after. And he's he would willfully, he would gladly throw the rest of my career away for the chance to. Yeah. 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 Well, I wouldn't I, take him anywhere near it. I offered to just be uh, a double of you. <laughs> I'll, you go to, I'll go to New York. I feel like I could write for that show. And, and then... then and then just see how long it takes for them to notice. Yeah. That you like don't you respond to the name David. You just show up and they're like, David. Yep. Yes. <laughs> huh? Oh, yes. That's, that is me. How are you? <laughs> you don't think that there's anything technical about television writing that you stumble upon? You just like. No. You'd, I, you'd work it out. I think it being Star Wars, I can make it work. Yeah. I think if it was some other type of show, like. Yeah, there might. I'm sure there's some things you know that I don't, but <laughs> not much. But I think for Star Wars, I think I it, it would just work. Okay, I will. The next time we'll All keep right. that plan in mind. Yeah. <laughs> just don't let them see what you look like, and just send me instead. Oh, I, I mean, a, have you been to his IMDb page though? I have a very low resolution Twitter picture. <laughs> Wearing my jacket. Wearing your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. <laughs> That's you gotta update that. Yeah. Also, my passport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I took my passport photo when I had a beard for like a month, <laughs> and so now every time I fly anywhere, they're like, "Nah, <laughs> like this is not you. This does not make any sense." I took my passport photo during the one time in my entire life when I had blonde hair. So we are kind of fuck ups. <laughs> They almost didn't let me back into the United States once. I had to like perform or, or uh, produce several forms of identification because the guy was like, no. Was it coming back from Canada? Yeah, from Canada. Yeah. That's oof. They thought I was a maple syrup smuggler. <laughs> right. Yeah. Poutine? I don't know. Something <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> I think. This has been so so great, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you I, for. I, yeah, I. Continue your thank you for, thank you for coming on. I'm I'm really glad that we were able to make this happen. I'm I'm really happy to have you as our first guest. I think it went really well. This has been really a great experience. I think that I've come closer to both of you as brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Now. 
I mean, yeah, the last time that we met, it was it was so short and loud. And then it was on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been nice to actually, you know, get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. Since you've literally taken my place in our family, uh, it feels appropriate. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I suppose I really have. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not funny. This is not a joke. This is 100%. <laughs> You're the one who left the Midwest. <laughs> Not me. Uh, For Aaron, brothers are more about convenience. Yeah. <laughs> who can he play Smash Brothers with? Oh, God, He doesn't no. even play Smash. Yeah, no. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible replacement. No, but that's good. He wants you to be terrible. He wants to win. No, but he won't play it with me. Oh. You don't invite me down. True. See, this is what I was going for. <laughs> Sowing some discord. Um, really great at manipulating characters. <laughs> Dance. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank uh, you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you, David, for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And happy holidays to everybody out there. And uh, keep it spicy. <laughs>